What is up, everyone? This is Sarah G, and it is Gen Z Gab. Let's get into it. What is drumroll, please? Jack Whitehall. Why? Because he drove, not flew, he drove, instead of a 45-minute plane ride, to see his his willing and adoring fans me 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 for uh his jack arse or jack ass tour and yes this is for anybody watching the um video version or the vig cast yes i am i'm showing my vip right here right now so it's so cool it was so fun he's so nice i mean obviously i only got like two minutes to five minutes with him but there were 40 other people we all got the same ish experience and he was phenomenal he was super great he was super hilarious even my mom who never really heard of him thought it was hilarious it is hilarious though as people will and i know i'm using a lot of hilarity and it's ironic because his mom is named Hillary, but he, yeah, he's so nice, and I love it when I meet a person that I look up to slash that I, you know, adore from afar, you know, be an actual nice person, because we've all been burned by influencers, we've all been burned by other content creators, again, it's not just LA, and you've heard him talk about it too in his own stand-up materials, so yeah, that's where we all are at Again, Withering Whitehalls, if you are listening to this, you raised a wonderful person. And I know I'm laughing at this because I can just see Michael Whitehall rolling his eyes. And yes, I know I'm that much of a fan. I love travels with my father. I will give him a nod because I was one of the few people that did kind of a, was hoping that, you know, you were behind the curtain at our show. And yeah. But Jack did phenomenal. He was hilarious. He... He really played up with the bits with us, and it was just great. I love his cavadoo that he has a name, Coco and Coco. Yeah, Coco, I tagged her just in case, and I showed her that I gave a souvenir to my dog, Misty. And yeah, it was a great night, and that was some of my stress of this week, because I didn't know if it was going to happen or not. So I want to talk about some other shows that I've been watching, too, because I feel like I'm just in this kind of, like, very pop culture moment of watching a bunch of shows, but I'm not watching, like, the shows on HBO Max. I'm not really in that very, uh you know, universe of the popularity, all that stuff. And I know before anybody says, well, Sarah, you talked about grades, you talk about this, and I'm going to go back to grades, actually, because I still don't think I finished, like, fully what I was going to talk about or what I was trying to go about. Yeah, it's just one of those that kind of goes back and forth, back and forth, you name it. Not Dead Yet, I think, is a completely underrated show. Uh, I did watch Jane the Virgin. I do know stuff. I didn't actually enjoy Jane the Virgin as much. I think it was just because, to me, I just could not get the over the top. But I loved Rogelio. So, anyway, that was a different thing. But, again, I do listen to Man Enough, the podcast. And so, just to hear the different intricacies, etc. And just, you know, especially Liz Plank's views on a lot of the things does add emphasis to it and you know I think it's such a great 
opportunity to listen to that podcast because then you still sometimes get insights to different shows they've been on aside from just what stereotype in the world uh, happens with being mana enough. Uh, That being said, it just is really interesting to see the finding where you belong, trying to figure out your way in this world, trying to figure out where you started versus where you are now. And yes, it's more of that millennial but versus Gen Z that you see her doing as she's writing for a job that's beneath her and dead, not dead yet. But it's just uh, explaining how you feel about life and kind of just where you're headed. Again, she uh, deal dealt with you know a breakup all this and then now she's getting visited by ghosts and it's just very interesting so I I tell people to give it a check a green check mark because it's it's good I think that people need to consider watching it that's all if you haven't yet aside from that Abbott Elementary I can talk about for eons but besides the fact that Gregory and Janine kiss this week and I'm sorry if I already spoiled it for you but they spoiled it like two minutes after the original episode aired like uh okay by the way Jacob just shows time and time again I, I he may be annoying but I respect him I He sticks to his guns. When he meets people, he realizes that he doesn't like, like he met some other teachers from the rival school and suddenly he realized that, you know, they're not as what they're cracked up to be. And that goes into my little segue about influencers again, because so many people are disappointed right now in like influencers, i.e., you know, people like Blair Walnuts or Tinks or whatever, or even Alex Earl. And here's the thing. I have no idea who Tinks is. Blair Walnuts, I followed down the rabbit hole when I was during, you know, uh, quarantine like anyone else. And as far as Alex Earl, again, she's a girl around my age who has money who could afford to get into where she is and you know just I don't really I don't like her vibe and everyone's now comparing her to Paris Hilton and I'm like you know because now I didn't grow up because I didn't grow up with the millennials loving Paris and her that's so cool that's so hot era I guess right now when I watch her I'm just like okay she's matured you see what she went through with her whole situation at that boarding school again I don't I I don't really pay too much attention obviously I pay a little attention because in the news the housewives etc but aside from that it's just like "Mm -mm, I don't really know how to feel about this one So that's, yeah. But it was just kind of interesting how, you know, we talk about all these different things and when it comes out of the woodwork, the troubled kids usually have some sort of ADHD, you name it. And again, that doesn't inherently make them troubled. And we have to think about that industry as a whole, what's going on there. And the reason I'm talking about this again is because everyone's saying again, Gen Z is so woke for talking about this. Why uh, we didn't have this around in X, Y, and Z. But the reason I'm emphasizing this again is because surprisingly somebody contacted me after I contacted for a project because I said I could edit for it because I, you know, do acting, content creation, digital creation as well. And I just offered to help out if needed. Hearing from somebody though, which I understand that, you know, I'm someone who goes, I don't know why, but yeah, I do need the validation of somebody commenting like a good review on my podcast, right? Like boost the size, whatever. 
But the fact of the matter is this person I went to high school with, she just messaged me back saying she really enjoyed what I talk about. And you know what? That actually, I screenshotted it because I have to save it, even though I delete like my messages just because usually when uh, I forget to not do that, it gets cluttered up and saved for like two years. And the reason that I delete so many pictures and delete so many screenshots is just because with ADHD, you find yourself like cluttering up your brain, aka your phone, and then you really don't know what you're doing next. Also, because I do a lot of like green screen background with like current like things going on, whether that's TV shows dupes or, you know, celebrity dupes or just, you know, video moments of people uh, on a show that you're trying to like point out and make that creative kind of link. I also don't want to have a lot of people that you know you never met. Like people go oh my god they're celebrities but they're human beings too so yeah and I know how uncomfortable I've had some incidents where yeah people save me to their phone so I totally get that. I totally get not wanting a lot of that and I get it so that's why I'm an immediately delete person and yeah even if I have to go and re-get a new picture a lot it's just it's just easier and plus that way my iCloud space isn't beyond terribly over fueled with duplicates as well through like ebbs and flows like right now I did make sure to get a hair tool uh styler because I'm now trying to get back a little bit like I said my waves trying to figure out the right products to use etc because again silicones are bad this is bad that is bad you know what again I have soy and gluten problems the worst thing for my body is that. So again, if I find out this and that, trying different things out, plus again, the Aussie products are out. Yeah, are, I love the leave-in conditioner, okay? The leave-in conditioner is lightweight enough that you can brush through it easily. I am trying to find a more natural version of that, but it's paraben-free, so, and it's got a lot of other stuff free. So yeah, they're, they're working on it. But again, everyone's like, I, this curly hair friendly, wavy hair friendly, you know, it's just becoming like diet culture again with de-influencing. And again, I'm trying to find all these different products again, uh, you know, retinol, this, that to put on your, and then everybody's like, this is bad. That is bad. Can, can we not do that anymore? And I know I mentioned this last week, but it's just, it's still weighing heavy on my mind because I see no matter how many times I hit, no, 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 don't want to see that. Also, I want to talk about other podcasts because I think people are like, everybody's doing a podcast these days. Everybody's got this. Everybody's got that. Uh, yeah. And I think it's a way to unleash some of your creative power. And yes, I get annoyed that every, every celebrity or every influencer has one now. But I think that deep down, though, the original people who had podcasts or the original influencers, like I am even saying Emma Chamberlain, even though I don't really follow her, she probably is looking at all of us like, why the hell did we start one, you know? Even if it's been kind of our calling or our dream. And I've been, again, on the Reddit rabbit hole way more than I should be. It's been therapeutic for me to see other people have similar opinions. 
I want to talk about the Mom Uncharted quick before I get into anything else because I said I would get back to TV shows and I am segueing in. You know, Mom Uncharted has mentioned multiple times that it's like a never-ending TV show for these vlogger families. Another good creator, Barrett is his name. He does an amazing job as well as calling out and he needed a break recently from social media and people, yes, I still don't know when or what I'm gonna take, how I'm gonna take the break because again, OCD is really bad in my brain too because it's mild, but again, I can say I need to take a break and my ADHD is like, yeah, you do you, man. And then my OCD is like, you can't do that. You can't do that. You have to do that. Like what would happen? You'll lose this and that and all the stuff that you gain. And on the one hand, I agree with that. But on the other hand, that's again, the toxic work culture, the toxic society that you know, makes that intrusive thought come to life. But aside from that, I'm going to talk about Mom Uncharted and Barrett do this amazing job at calling out. Uh, also, Rhea's, I'm going to post all three of their accounts to go and give a follow to. I hope I pronounced all of them right. But the point is they're doing amazing work to make sure. And yes, I posted a while back, like commented, I do want to learn from disabled adults. Like, a lot of reasons I follow some of these families is because kids with disabilities. The unfortunate part is that I also follow some of these families, and luckily I, I choose very carefully who I follow, by the way, when it comes to this, of kids with terminal diseases or disabilities. It's like the San Filippo kids. It's just so hard to, you know, a lot of them don't make it till they're older. And I think that's my piece of why. I'm not trying to justify everything, but it's just a little different. But I do appreciate how the moms of these people that I follow make sure that they're never showing their kids in high distress or anything. And also, I try to not like any videos if it's like bilingual parenting where the kid is like the star of the show. Not to be mean or anything, it's just I prefer the privacy. Now, this is where it's going to go into a mom uncharted moment where fasten your seatbelts, everyone, and I know it sounded so goddamn old saying that. Dad decides to, and I know Australian slang uses this word sometimes, but it's C-U-N-T. If you have not seen the video, that's another thing I'll probably link in my blog for Gen Z Gab just to see, like, how disturbing this is that this man did. And I am so grateful she blurred the parent and the kid's face. But so many Australian citizens came, Aussies, came to explain that that's not what you do. Like, that's not, this is like, yes, a term of endearment for me in some ways, but you do not do this to your two-year-old daughter. You do not do this. You do not do this. And the thing is, they have never, everyone's outraged. You do not call your, and I agree. And the fact that the person probably was doing this for views because they know how so many other people have seen this uh, and hear these uh, words and think of it meaning differently. And I'm also thinking, why the hell would this guy do this? Now, this is very separately, but I've mentioned Bluey on here. But Bluey, that is respectful parenting there. Like, does this guy watch Bluey? Like, uh, the whole family, like, dynamics from what I've seen on TikTok when people talk about Bluey. I have yet to see Bluey, but mostly because the problem is it's going to make me want, even though I already know enough about Australian cattle dogs, 
Again, people, I have a herding dog, like I mentioned last week. By the way, little side note, my dog had a had parasite or suspected parasite this week. She is fine. She's taking an antibiotic. But this dog decides now that we've been given her wet food, which is so disgusting, the smell, which don't get me wrong, it's probably why my dog is eating it, because it's softer on the on the stomach, refuses to eat her dry food now. There's no surprise there. But yeah, so she's doing better. But again, it is never a quiet week with the animals at my house. Uh, yep. And yeah, no, no more news on the mouse. So we're going to move on from that. But yes, I have a herding dog, like I mentioned last week. And again, the bluey dog looks really cute. I see these dogs online being trained by professional people or people who understand. See, I know I'm not qualified. I have had a herding dog. I have a bearded collie. I She has as much energy as can be. Her and a border collie all have the same energy. I get it. I just know I could not ever do that. I mean, not not ever, but just in this time and place. And every time I think, oh, when I move, I'll just adopt something that has a dog in it. But then I realize, unfortunately, again, because this is so typical, a lot of dogs are mixed with cattle dog at the shelter. So that's just my takeaway. And again, I will not have enough room to have them be able to roam and do their thing. So again, this is not me coming for anyone, but that's a reason aside from the fact that I don't have children to watch Bluey. But again, that is ridiculous that this dad decides to make a hat for his daughter instead of my best little buddy like her brother. And it just it just goes to show people are like, people just want to be mad about something on the internet. It's like, no, 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 no. There is plenty of people that are from that country that have an issue with it. Okay, like we are not going to get into this. And again, yes, I've seen the stand up routine. If you don't know Katie Boyle, I've mentioned her multiple times. She talks about being an Irish person. And yes, she kind of hates it when I, an Irish American, say I'm Irish, but I'm third generation. My dad has his passport. So I guess, yes, he's Irish. I'm, yeah, a different way. But I just think all, again, accents are cool. Part of me with my ADHD, it's easy for me to do that. But again, I think that the American accent is kind of the worst accent I've mentioned. I don't know much more than that. Uh, somebody tried to say that the American accent, especially the Midwestern accent in comparison to like Canadian, etc., has more of the Irish twang tinge to it, and I just don't hear it. Anytime I've ever tried to do an Irish accent, it comes out British. So that's, that's, and I actually hate myself for that. If anybody knows my issues with Heathrow, you'll know. Uh, even though it was one time, but still, just can't get that memory out of my head. But as I continue to kind of sway back and forth between the whole influencers, etc., it's just really interesting to see these little, like, you know, fights or beef go on even from halfway around the country. Now, I don't really want to talk about this. I don't really want to know anything about drama, but everybody keeps talking about all these vloggers and podcasters and just the same kind of like where they're talking about different groups that have similar structure to like maybe the BFF podcast. I'll give because, again, but you see so much toxicity that runs through it. Yes, and well, for the longest time, it took me to see that. 
I get on TikTok. And what world do we actually live in? What is going on? What the actual fuck is going on here? It, of my newsfeed being one way versus the other and just reading through the comments, not just Reddit. And I know I really should get re give Reddit a break, but I started a new medication that's made me extra insomnia, insomniac and extra a little bit moody. So again, I just start to go down that rabbit hole all over again. It is a guilty pleasure of mine. I hate to admit it, but if you're listening to this and you are somebody who doesn't have a Reddit account but goes on Reddit a lot, there's no shame. I know people want to try to shame you, but that's just not going to happen. Also, the TikTok trivia right now that I've been fighting to be in and stay... And, and the fact that you there's even strings attached there. I just think, like, we need to reconsider what, like, the dopamine effect is actually doing to all of us for just a few likes. Because, again, that was my takeaway from that video that Mom Uncharted posted yesterday. I also want to talk about Dan Benson. Whoever knows that name, you probably remember him as Zeke Beekerman, and he's all over TikTok right now, and he's going to be on the wizard pod and you know just it's very interesting to hear his takeaways because now he's been on only fans doing all this stuff but he talked about even on his tiktok account like what we all want to do for some of that dopamine hit and you know i think about just how many people that i've met across that have done some content creation acting all that stuff and that have sold out and i've started to think a little bit more about that and i've started to think about how easy i'm starting to get emails like i said but again when it just seems sketchy doesn't feel right then i'm not gonna do it is it gonna take a while longer yes probably. Am I, you know, being too stuck up? No. Do I think from, you know, how much as a ADHD person, I have had to look at and learn red flags a little bit stricter? Yes. So as much as I'm frustrated, at least in the end, it's a little more of a protection and doing what I feel is right. Now, I'm not saying that everything I've done is right. Trust me, I F up all the time. But I just, I, I thought I'd talk about this because now as I segue back into the whole Grace thing, I personally believe that, you know, Lucas has ADHD and that's probably why I love Lucas Adams' character so much. Here is why. I think, you know, just being the outsider in the family you know, kind of just all this other stuff we're not going to talk about. But again, he spaces out during surgery. He's scared to speak up because he's gotten in trouble so much. This is the story of my life. And I think that's why I really, truly relate to it. And let's face it, watching, aside from, you know, all the other actors, Nico Terho is pretty new, I'd say, to, you know, the big television scene. I, I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, he was in The Thing About Harry, and again, watching his acting with both sides. Here's the thing. I think I've mentioned this before, but it's so funny to watch him recently in a scene. I couldn't stop laughing at this week's episode because he was in a scene with, you know, the 
current love interest that he has now, one of the other interns. And then he had Levi Schmidt, who's just somebody, anybody, smack him across the face right now. I know that that's horrible to say, but somebody needs to smack Levi. I swear to God, Levi is needing to get taken down a few pegs. I know that Mika said something to him. And by the way, Midori Francis Iwama is a fantastic hilarious dress. I know that, like, I talk a lot about Mika, but I just love her. I love how, again, just she's willing to say things, and yes, it kind of comes to bite her in the ass, but again, like, I'm really looking forward to that friendship more than anything. Again, I say this a lot, but I don't truthfully want a lot of the interns getting together. I see the Blue and Jewels thing kind of more working out than anything else. I think that we need to dive into the characters a little bit more. Again, I don't know too much more. And yes, I know that I keep saying again. So if you're really hard with transition words and trying to be, you know, very much present and trying to find the right way to, you know, uh, transition in words, etc. But that's where we are and can't always control it. So yeah, but I do want to know more again on Mika's backstory on Jules backstory. I mean, she literally just said, I helped my hippie parents. I had to cut the umbilical cord at five for my brother. Like, you just drop a bomb like that. Not to mention the whole thing with Zola being like, shh, I hate to shush you, but my aunt is making history now. And by the way, the way that they were looking at her, like, they know that's Gray's kid. Okay, Gray. Okay, little Gray. Okay, Shep. Like, that moment, like, and then the minute that I saw that, I was like, okay, they're probably saying, like, okay, little gray okay I immediately think of Lexi and then my heart hurts all over again obviously we learn more about blue but it's like I know they're trying to hang us on to Lucas because like again we don't know too much about his background like we know that he's you know half Bahan in the show and the guy's originally from Barbados and yes like Rihanna or Rihanna depending on how you pronounce it but I have to say though I just cannot get over how much I love just that intern class more than anything Harry Shum Jr. actually you know for being the oldest guy there he really does still play that kind of um wide-eyed eager intern obviously older than everyone else but he definitely has enough to he doesn't look as old as he is like again the guy is 40 in real life I know Blue's supposed to maybe be like 35 or something and yes being the oldest but you wonder like where they all started. They're not the top of their class. A lot of them had to leave their programs before. And so that's where it just starts to make you think a little bit in a different way. You know that Jules probably couldn't, with all her family problems, get into a different program. And again, Mika was living in her car. She probably has so much to do. I don't know how many of them are repeaters. That would be very interesting to see. I want to say, though, that Alexis Floyd plays Moan so well. She plays Griffith so great. Like, 
you know, I wanted to see more between her and Meredith and I get it because Mare left. But the last time my favorite scene was just, you know, feeling just defeated, feeling like the whole family against you. I think that's why I relate so hard to like all of them, because I feel like everything is kind of stacked against me. And again, I mentioned the ADHD and dyslexia. It would be very interesting to see, like, they skim over that with Christina all the time. I think Adeline Kane plays Jules very well. I see a lot of Lexi in her as opposed to Izzy when everyone says that. I think that a lot of them mirror the classes before them. I really ship, as much as I don't like Helm, after how much you know, Levi's being annoying, etc. And, you know, with Mika just standing up, I obviously know that they're teasing that a little bit. But it would be, yeah, very interesting to see how that would play out again, though. I'm also not against her and Lucas because of how much she's always like, hitting on him, even if she's not as interested in men. That would be an interesting thing as well. I do, though, see kind of like a mayor Alex dynamic going on more with them. But again, I, I don't know too much. I could see we know that Simone's ex is coming back. I don't want a Denny repeat or a Joe repeat, but I feel like it's got to be something on that lines along. And I don't really want it to be like Addison coming in, even though Addison's amazing, but in her first season. So I think there's just a lot that could happen in these next few months with things going on. I love the intern house being rebirthed, reborn. I think, you know, the Lucas, the last thing I'll say about Adams and Lucas's character, just kind of that now he has at least a little more space to breathe. I know it's really ridiculous because he's got still the most overbearing and by the way, I love how they interact. I do not care what anyone thinks, but I do personally think, like I said, he's got both parts of his aunt and uncle. He definitely understands her at the level that, you know, Derek did. I do think that he knows more about Amelia than she realizes. I love their little interaction with Aunt Amy and Shep, even though it was kind of whatever. But can I just say for a moment again, Whoever is in charge of casting, you did phenomenal. Like, it's really annoying. Like, all I can see in him is, like, the McNephew after everyone said it. Mama Aaron said it. All of this. And it's been a joke. But the more that I watch, the more the interactions with with Amelia, it is so, like, it just gives me that warm feeling, like, of the Derek and Amelia vibes again, which I know they're trying... But Katarina and Nico, just you guys are great if you're listening to this. Like, you all are great, but I just love that interaction the most. And to me, I cannot believe, yes, I know they're not the smartest interns, but that they didn't figure it out. They both have crazy perfect hair. If anybody saw anything about Derek, they'd see the same kind of crazy perfect hair which I know they're kind of hinting at, but the whole point is that's where I see it. Also, I do not feel Amelia would be great at Chief. I think it's good that she's kind of pulling that mark where I'd like to be up for the job, but now it's going to give that Burke and, you know, uh, Shepard moments with her and 
Teddy, but Teddy's, you know, really pushing for it. She's applied for it. I think she deserves it more than anything. I know everybody who hates Teddy, but here's the thing. I, I, I think we've all underestimated Teddy in a lot of ways, especially in the beginning with Christina. So I think that she does deserve a little bit of a moment of time to shine in that way. And after her and Mika's talk, I just, I truly believe that it would be a good thing for her. And yeah, I can't say much more than that, but I I'm ironically rooting for Teddy more in this case. I love Amelia. Don't get me wrong. And she did amazing with being able to talk about her son last week and just seeing how even um, Lucas, which I can agree with. The reason that as much as everyone hates Derek, and I know season 11, we don't talk about Derek. Derek did understand her. He has been retconned. They've all kind of been retconned around but he understood her a lot. It scared the crap out of him how fearless she was. But he he could have also had ADHD with how impulsive he was at moments. There's parts of me that think a lot of people in the Grey's universe are. That's a different time. However, Amelia, just like hearing though that it's, uh, how do you not give a crap about things? Like, why? Like, how do you not give a shit? Like, it's, that's such a gold moment and her like I care deeply etc and how you fight for it I thought also that was a moment she saw Lucas as finally being like not her nephew that screws up or not her nephew that's just like her like in a way yes he's still just like her in the sense of how much he cares about his patients but you know she saw him I think realized when he goes, I should have fought harder. I should have known more. I did know better. I know things like she saw him as a doctor there and not that he needed her acceptance. But again, that kind of moment saw again where she I definitely saw she respected him as a doctor there, too. So, yeah, well, we'll know more coming up in other episodes kind of mixed emotions about the whole Maggie Winston thing. I'm kind of siding with Winston on some of the emotion part, but I also kind of see how wrong it was to kind of, I don't know. It's just so complicated. And yes, Maggie isn't my favorite, but I do like her and Amelia are still seemingly staying strong, which is good. I will talk briefly about Station 19. It was really good. I really enjoyed, you know, Jax coming back. He, you know, fought really hard for Maya. Maya definitely needs the help and is getting the help. I was not okay, though, like, watching Karina and how she was dealing with everything. I do like that the other Grey's doctors in that crossover agreed she needed to be, like, helped. And it wasn't just, like, Karina saying this. But, yeah, it just kind of, it was hard. And, yeah, I don't really know what I'm, I'm feeling at this moment. It was really hard to watch. Stefania, if you're watching or listening to this, yes, it was insanely hard. I'm grateful that you you checked in with your fans afterwards because that was not good. It was, yeah, just very, very hard to watch. Uh, aside from that, my favorite moment of that episode was Herrera and her talking to the 
boy who had the butter. And, you know, just how Andy, Vic, just handled that whole situation. And, you know, calling in the captain, the badassness of all women standing up, standing together, united, and, you know, taking away that whole thing about the anxiety attack, the panic attack, and the fact that Andy stayed by that boy. And she kept him calm. I kept yelling at my computer again, necesitas respirar, necesitas respirar, because it just, it was so powerful, and the boy needed to breathe, and I know I'm probably not the best at all of that, but it's just, when I say the best at, just because I have anxiety too, and watching that was kind of like, but I'm just like, he's just a kid, and he was just trying to buy pound cake, he was trying to follow the orders of his mom, and it just, yeah, goes to show, oof. And aside from that, but I love the eyes on everything. So that was great. Uh, a beautifully acted, well done episode. I love the side story with the firefighters helping those uh, retirement ladies, all of them together, trying to win a cruise. You know, Ben and Travis having their moment and Travis trying to pull the plug on you know, leaking a story, but at the end, you know, the political playing dirty was separate, and it's just gonna, it's definitely gonna be an emotional episode next week. I truly, truly hope that, you know, Theo and Travis make it out, because I don't think Vic will survive that. Mm, I don't know what's gonna happen on with Marina, but again time will tell I do like the end scene with Jack and his sister just kind of both awkward actually fun fact I recently did a monologue that was way more comedic by the way but I did a scene and I took some of that awkward energy that Jack brought after I did some stand-up watching just to be more natural in my body you know because comedy's a little bit harder at times, but just, you know, kind of running with not trying to emulate what they did, but just trying to kind of see how they can find these very hysterical moments, especially in drama or in a serious setting, more say therapy. And I don't know how much that can help, but it is, my coach mentioned when I was listening the first time when I did the scene, how to think about Grey's and some of the urgency. And so watching those shows kind of help, you know, see where I am. And that's just my process. So as we wrap up, I do want to say I am thinking of everyone in Hollywood that got snowed on. And I just wanted to say, yes, I am talking about Kirby again. Kirby, seriously, when you talked about lying on your resume for the whole, like, height thing and acting, that was so, I don't know what to say anymore, but that explains why so many women are listed as five foot eight. Five foot six, five foot, seven, like anywhere between five six and five nine. 
again, please go and check out Sam Sleegett's Audition Pro LA. Please check out, you know, Rosa Rosen and so many more. Honestly, I think that some of these acting coaches, Jeremy Gordon, would just, I know you have an agent. I know you have a manager. I know you're running around. But for anybody in our lovely Kirby Johnson um, situation, as she's been constantly talking about on TikTok and so on and so forth, that is, yeah, her boyfriend was in Tall Boy. We all know this. They're tall girls. Sorry. Why did I say tall boy? Oh, because he's a tall boy. Because she's always talking about their heights and whatever. And again, I... Honestly, I'm thinking about you and your family. I'm especially thinking about P and, you know, you guys lost that family pet of yours. So, yes, I'm thinking of you, Laura Lee Watts. I'm just, yes, and thinking of Grandpa Van Hoy's family. So as we, you know, close out this week, aside from all the TV and, you know, TikTok, comedy, drama, whatever, uh, just so you know, I am thinking of everyone who's going through weather problems, life problems, family problems. This has been this week's episode of Gen Z Gab. It's episode 42, and we will see you soon.